Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Uh, hello, listeners. Welcome to this podcast. My name is Bildan Arnold Borodi, a second-year journalism student at Uganda Christian University. Um, I'm honored to be taking you through uh, the Lighting Hour podcast of The Standard. Um, during uh, the Advent semester last year, Uganda Christian University went to the polls. A key in the election was the Guild President seat, which attracted um, Ayewari Philip Bravo and um, Her Excellency um, Sarah Darecho Mirembe. And um, of course, in the election, Honor, um, Her Excellency Sarah Darecho Mirembe emerged a winner, and currently she's the duly sworn-in guild president, 24th guild president, and third female guild president of Uganda Christian University. Today, today in studio, I'm being joined by her. Hi, Excellency, how are you doing? I'm doing just great. Um, how is the new year treating you? Uh, well, you know, we're just days into the new year. The new year is great. I can say it's not bad. So far, so good. Uh, what's good about the new year? Um, specifically, the fact that the economy is opening, yeah. we're having physical classes. We get to meet our long lost friends. We've taken long because we've been seeing ourselves on a uh, online Zoom. Yes, Zoom, all Google that. Meet and stuff. Yes, but this time around, we get the chance to have physical classes, so it's beautiful. Okay, uh, a lot of people would want to know more about um, Sarah Darecho Mirembe. Uh, could you please tell us more about yourself that we don't know? Thank you so much. Well, as he has said, my name is Mirembe Rachel Serada. I'm a third-year law student at Uganda Christian University. And also, I'm a Christian. Oh. I carry around the values like they are stated in Uganda Christian University of Christ-centeredness, yeah. of integrity, of uh, due diligence, Yes, and on top of that, I also enjoy the football game. Oh, you're a football player? Yes. Oh, amazing. Uh, so zeroing down to the election, um, um, how did it feel like being announced winner of a tightly contested election? Well, for starters, it was so overwhelming. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was really a tight, tight race. Yes, I must say it was. Because my opponent too was a very strong gentleman, I must even recommend him for that. Yeah, I always sit back and uh, look at how everything went down, and I'm like, surely mm. it wasn't easy. Okay. So, but it was really great, such a great honor, and I'm very, very thankful to the students of Uganda Christian University for giving me this opportunity. Um, I, um, I would really want to know more about the experience. I wanted you to give me one moment that was really very exciting for you. In one moment that was really traumatizing and you were like, I want to step down from this election. Well, the most interesting one was when we had um, the processions, you know, the bands and all that. And where we had to go through the school, you know, waving students around and everyone, even the community. It was such an interesting experience, can I say. Okay. And then... The most traumatizing one was especially 
And uh, the first time when we had the election and it did happen, yeah. like they postponed it. It was really traumatizing. Yeah, I, I was really tired, exhausted. I wanted to get done with everything. Yeah. And then here it goes, it tells there's an extension. Oh, yeah. So, of course, I had to act cool and calm. Cause pretend to be happy. Yes, but deep down I was like, God, if only this could end. Because you would not sleep, spend uh, sleepless nights trying to think. I was really tired of too much thinking. I needed okay. to, you know, to, to reduce to, all to that pressure. Stress. Yes, but yes. Um, uh, later on in the interview, we shall be getting into the specifics of what you um, what you're planning uh, as a cabinet for the society you see you. Uh, but right now, um, you know, um, um, we have seen your cabinet. Of course, the cabinet, your cabinet list came out. Yes. And uh, in your cabinet, we have seen very many people from the opposition then. Uh, for example, um, your vice president, Jonathan, um, uh, His Excellency Jonathan, he happened to be uh, the right-hand man of Sir Philip Bravo. So, um, and of course, we're all in shock about it. So what inspired you choosing a cabinet? Which cabinet is having people from the opposition? Which cabinet is uh, is very confusing? Thank you so much for that question. Well, one thing I had in mind, even as I was campaigning, I knew that this was a healthy competition, that it's very normal, perfectly normal, to compete with someone. Yeah. And even as we were campaigning, we always had, um, you know, a time where we could come face to face with our opponents. And most of the people we used to meet would treat us with respect, with um, with the utmost respect, can I say. And this showed me that it's a healthy competition. So when I was formulating the cabinet, when I was appointing people, I thought it wise to have such people in our cabinet too. Cause people who are humble to you during the campaign, or um, um, or you just thought it wise to have people from the opposition despite their stand? I want to get that very clear. Well, it's not only about being humble or respectful, but also what someone is capable of doing. Okay, okay. Yes, because I, I also carry along, like I told you, I'm a Christian, and I carry along the values that... I didn't just choose people because of uh, the opponents or what. I also looked at someone's values, what they value most. Yes, when I was uh, campaigning, I used to tell students that the issue of tuition really bothers me. That challenges where I reach at uh, uh, at the end of their semester and people are struggling to do the exams because they don't have tuition. And then when I was looking for people to work with, I had to look in all areas because yes you might have been in a competition but there are also people from the opposition or from the, from my opponent's side that carried good ideas with them okay. that i felt like if we work together because actually i had an interaction with uh, mr ayabari philip and he could tell me that yes i may not have one but we could work together could have people such a person you place them here and there yeah they're really instrumental in my campaign and i think they can do something good for this university um thank you. your cabinet of course has has things that they aim to achieve at so as a cabinet i'm sure you've already organized what you want to do in the first 100 days in office the first three months in office what is your cabinet assuring the uganda christian university community that they're going to achieve. 
by God's grace and help, we, we hope to have first things first. We're going to introduce something, what they call the Uganda Christian University Market Day. You may relate it to Baza, but it's not really Baza. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, something we're cooking up, like I'd said. But like I've said, by God's grace, everything goes on well. We're going to have that as our first event in Uganda Christian University from the 24th Guild Government. We are going to have so many people, not only people from our community, near the nearby people, but even people from far away with different, uh, can I say, things to show. Even students here, if there is a student out there who has something, they really need to put on board, to put on to know. With us. We have, I'm sure we, are very, we have very many students who are very talented at Uganda Christian University through art, through uh, fashion, through you know, commercial stuff. I've, I've seen around so many students trying to bring up apps, you know, for food, like Jumia, like like they have the same characteristics like Jumia. Yes, and we want to give them a platform. Then there are those yeah. who, who sell T-shirts, who do so much. So we want to make this uh, a very glorious issue in Uganda Christian University. And I feel it will help us, not only the... People who are going to come will benefit, but also even the students will benefit from such. Um, um, uh, during your campaign, you had a six-point program. Five. Five-point program. Yes. Please. Sorry. And um, if you're, you're talking about the, 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 the market day, mm-hmm. um, um, don't you think that you are sort of running out of your manifesto scope and doing something that is not in your manifesto, something that is contrary? Thank you so much. Well... I may not have specifically spoken about that, but along the way, as you work, as you do so many things, so many ideas come in place. And once they are good enough, you embrace them. You know, you can make a plan, a year planner, and as along the way, as you're moving in the year and things change, something new comes up. You embrace it if it's good for the society, for the community, you embrace it. So we saw this as an opportunity, you know, even for the first-year students who are joining us to experience such a, a, a thing in Uganda Christian University. Um, um, the entire electoral process um, is not an easy process. Yes. Uh, it, it has ups and downs, it has laws, and then it's not an easy process generally. You invest a lot of money in it. Do you think that it is worthy being a guild president with all the hustle that you take in to be in office? Do you think being a guild president is worthy, the hustle? Yes. I, I'm one person who believes in hard work. You know, you don't just get things on a silver platter. You have to work for it. So I believe someone struggles for something, then it shows how important or valuable such a thing is. Because someone, if you get something with ease, you never know the seriousness of anything, but if you work hard for something, if you fight for something, then you know that getting something or achieving something is not easy. You must have to first hustle and get there. Yes. Well, um, does being a law student in any way bring an advantage um, to any person that is trying to indulge in politics? Well, being a law student 
is an advantage. But I don't want to always say it's only law students who can from this. Anyone can. Yes, any student can. Yes. Um, do university elections in any way uh, relate with national politics? Yes, they do. Uh, we have the Uganda National Students Association. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yes, but it's uh, the university uh, elections are like a stepping stone to that next level. Uh, do you subscribe to a political party? Well, as you know, at Uganda Christian University, we are non-partisan. So definitely, I wouldn't have gone through all this if that all they realized there was a Belonging to a to specific political party. Yes, so definitely. Because actually, during um, during the climax of the election, uh, we saw political parties. Uh, I think three political parties um, owning you, so wanted to clear the air. So you um, you don't subscribe to any party. Yes. So that takes me to another question. Um, an election for guild president is a very expensive election. How were you funded, and where did the funds come from? For your election. Thank you so much. Well, you know, before you go for any season, you know, in the, what I believe, what I can say, farmers, they always have like a, a is it called a gauge? Something of that sort. A granary. Mm-hmm. You keep, you store your stuff there. And then when the dry season comes, you have something to eat. So I did not just wake up one day and I thought of being a guild president. Of course, it started with my first year. And of course, in first year, no one believed me. They're like, you're joking. Because at that time, the person who was coming for elections was a really strong candidate. And they're like, you can't splash money as this person did. So, yes. But I kept my fire burning deep inside there. Planning slowly, but surely. Also informing my parents about the same. My relatives, they knew. So when the time came, the right time came to come out. Those resources helped, and also my friends. Yes, my friends are very, very resourceful. So, um, what, in your opinion, are the most pertinent concerns right now that the students are having? Right now, as we've just started a semester, if you have really done a good ground check, and uh, around the school is that um, people are still reporting, but the numbers as, are not as many as they used to be back then before we had corona. So I feel like students are still having those challenges of tuition. Yes, so many parents are struggling to bring back students to school. Because of tuition. Yes. Uh, in your manifesto, um, um, you, 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 you brought out the issue of tuition yes. uh, very, um, in, a very, in, a, in, in a very strong way. Actually, it was one of, it was one of your strong points. Um, that actually, um, I could say, I won the vote towards you because um, um, tuition is something that affects every person, yeah? And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you said that uh, actually you are trying to find a way of reducing tuition. If I'm not mistaken, please correct me. I'd love to correct you on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I did not necessarily say that I would like to reduce that because I won't lie to anyone about that. I have no power when it comes to that. Okay, okay. But what I'm going to do is find ways of seeing that people do the exams. People do the student, exams. Yes. And that brings me to my next question. Yes. As a student, uh, as a student leader, mm-hmm. um, um, do you think that um, uh, we have 
the power? Do you think that you have the power to um to to move the extra mile and um push students to do exams even without paying tuition? Yet the university has guidelines. Do you think we have that power as, as a students community in UCU? Well, as you know, this is a private institution, and it runs uh, basically on the the money we pay as students, and there are also regulations for in the event that you fail to pay the tuition, we have the financial aid office. I don't know if you've heard about the financial aid office. Yes, this office, any student who has a challenge, I advise them to always reach out to that office as early as possible before exams because you may get disrupted or interrupted during your examination period because you didn't um, you, you didn't manage to finish the tuition, yet these people could help you if you could reach out to them as early as possible. If you know that in the nearby future things may not go well, you reach out to them and tell them the situation at hand. They'll surely help you to do the exams. Yes, but I'm not encouraging people saying that we have a right that you can do your exams without paying the tuition. Okay. Oh, yes. so, uh, we have seen a wave of ladies coming up. We have mm-hmm. seen we, are, we have seen Makere having Shamim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, and Chambok is also going to the elections. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, and um, it's just it's really a season of ladies. Um, our, our, however, um, as a person, as an individual, yes. what gives you um, the push? What gives you the morale to wake up each day and? Um, What's the best for yourself? What gives you that push and morale? Uh, one, it all starts with me. Uh, I learned this on the way. Uh, something called self-love. You know, before you reach out to anyone, to tell them your vision or what you want to do, it all starts with you, your attitude. Yeah, so most times before I reach out to anyone, I first speak to myself. I normally love using the mirror. And then I, you know, I empower myself, like, you know, Rachel, you're the best, you're the greatest. Even when people say you're the worst or you can't do it, you're the weakest, you know. It, it, it happened so, to me so many times while I was campaigning and you reach a group of people and they tell you, you look so humble, you can't do anything. You don't look aggressive, you don't look assertive. How are you going to lead us? Yeah. And, and then, you, you, then I, I would, of course, smile. Definitely, it hits you at that time. I'm like, ah, people do not trust me that much. But then when I would smile and then I remember what I say to myself in the mirror, I'm like, you're capable, you're determined, you're aggressive, you're assertive. Yes. And the world needs to know and needs to see this. So I always tell myself so many encouraging things that keep me going. And of course, above it all, I always pray. I pray about every situation, anything that happens in my life. I do not just take it for granted. Prayer is a powerful weapon, basically. Yes. Um, just as we're getting into the studio, um, 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 my producer made a remark and um, he was telling you that actually he saw a video of you uh, playing football, yes. uh, which was a very good strategy, media strategy towards your campaign. And of course, on top of that, on top of people knowing you as a person that is good in football, because actually squad, squad that goal, which was pretty amazing. Thank you. Uh, you happen to be a Christian. You happen to be the guild president. You happen to be a very kind lady. What else do people, what else don't people, something amazing that people don't know about you that probably you do, but the world doesn't know? I love praying for people and everything. I, I love prayer. Yes, 
I may you may tell me your situation and I may not have a quick resolution for it. But deep down I'm praying for you so that you can find inner peace or find a solution. Because I know I'm not Jesus. I can't solve every problem in the world. But once you reach out to me, I'm a very approachable person. Once you reach out to me and you tell me and I may not get the solution there and then for you, I always pray for everyone. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so um, right now we are in the era of resilience in the new normal. Yeah, um, just before we can, can get deep into the interview, I wanted to have an insight of what resilience in the new normal means. I didn't come up with this uh, slogan alone. I had a team where we looked at what is happening in this COVID era. And we saw so many challenges. Well, so many people have lost their relatives, their family, lost their jobs, and it really gets too hard to move on. But then, we're like, amidst all, keep moving, keep pressing, keep being resilient. Yes, and that's how we say that resilience is a new normal for amidst all the challenges you face, keep pressing on until you realize something. But do not give up because giving up is not a way to go. Okay. Thank you. Uh, do you hope to pursue a career in national politics after school? Of course I do. Uh, could you spill the beans and tell us what probably you want to go for or any of that sort? Of course you start as uh, small and then you get there. I would love to become a member of parliament of my district, oh. Chagwe. Um, aren't you intimidated by uh, competition and big audiences as a lady? Not really. And how do you compose yourself when you're meeting big crowds, meeting big people, meeting going to big offices now? How do you compose yourself and get yourself um, in order? Well, first things first, I always ensure that I only speak when I'm meant to, I don't speak unnecessarily. Keeps me composed. Mm -hmm. Yes, and only also talk when I'm asked to. Yeah, I don't just throw myself everywhere. Yes. So some people pick interest in my, we call it humble way or something of a sort. <laughs> and yeah, you see someone picking interest in you and like, who is she? What's her name? Yeah. Boom, you're there. And what are the challenges that the women face? Um, in these competitions and political races. Thank you so much. One of them is the fact that you're loved by everyone. Yeah, it's a fact. And you cannot have a, like a, a personal relationship with anyone because once anyone finds out, it's a done deal for you. But like, why would I hustle for someone who has already someone in place? Mm -hmm. So you find that at that rate, you can't afford to be in a relationship. You can't afford to, you know, mess around or anything. You have to be focused. And sometimes when the situation gets emotional, you may fail even to get someone to lean your shoulder on. Or if you get one, it will be a mistake, like a wrong person okay. that you're not supposed to. And how did you? How did you? How did you play along? Whose shoulder were you kneeling on during the election? I was leaning on God's shoulder. God's shoulder. Yes, definitely. Oh, well, that's amazing. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've just been talking to the Guild President, 24th Guild President, third female Guild President of Uganda Christian University, uh, Her Excellency um, Mirembe Rachel Serada. And uh, she gives an, a message of not giving up, a message of um, maintaining SOPs. Uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is Bildan Arnold Borodi, lighting our way, stay blessed, and have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way. <laughs>